Hey guys, this is Trey. I just want to say thank you so much for clicking that play button on this podcast episode. We have a really cool guest on, and instead of doing like an interview, we're, we're actually doing a banter with him. He does podcasts himself. It's Cooper Searles of the Big Swing Podcast, and uh, he's really good at it. It's, it was a lot of fun to have him on. As a matter of fact, he came down to Carlsbad from Houston for a work trip. And so we were able to link up when he got into town. So it's really, really cool. Um, We had a lot of fun doing this podcast with him. And so we're glad that you guys are able to hear this. Go follow All Sports Best on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, whichever one you use, or all three. And just be on the lookout for giveaways, events, and all that's to come from All Sports Best. We want to bring you. Now, without further ado, here's our original podcast with Cooper Searles. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best, the podcast. I'm excited. Tonight we have... Um, we have Ruben on, and we have a very special guest, Cooper Searles of the How Big Swing. He's a swinger. Yes, I am a swinger. I am, <laughs> I'm grade A swinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. OG so, swinger. That's right. Ruben, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. excited. All right. So um, I kind of want to just hit on all different types of topics we're going to hit on. Um, football, basketball, baseball, um, subscription services. I mean, we're literally going to talk about it all. So let's just start with the San Francisco 49ers suffering their first loss against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Cooper, what do you think about it? Man, I, I still think they're the best team in the league. I mean, just I test from what I've watched this season. I just feel like they're the most dominant team we've seen so far. Um, you know, the Ravens are starting to get in that conversation with these last couple wins. but Crazy. You know, Russell Wilson's one of those guys that he is just a game breaker in every situation. I don't care what team he's playing. If they're the best team or the worst team, he's always going to put their team in positions to win. So I think that, you know, although it is an eye-opening loss maybe for them, you kind of got to chalk it up to this is Russell Wilson and this is what he does. So sure. I'm not worried too much about him. I still think they're going to be in the mix in the NFC late, late, late in the playoffs. So I don't know. I think Seattle's one of those teams too that's going to be there. Absolutely. Yep. Ruben, you predicted this actually on the show and the everything in real life, everything you've been talking about it. Seattle was going to be the first loss 49ers took. Yeah, but, you know, honestly, to not get all the credit, I kind of feel like. <laughs> no, take the credit. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to um, say that they were going to lose before this because mm. I just kind of, you know, watching them and kind of, oh, you know what, they're not for real. And, and then we watched them that one week, I don't know two or three weeks ago yeah and their defense was so good and they're off i mean they just they looked like they were clicking on all cylinders and to me the only thing i felt like the other night was it felt like when it was pressure time at the end garoppolo kind of looked like he sure. kind of got a little right. under you know of course he hasn't ever been in these kind of pressure situations like you know aaron Rodgers and you know russell wilson and some of those other guys so i think you know he just needs to get into those situations a little more if he gets a couple more games like that under his belt yeah they'll be tough in the playoffs for sure yeah Yeah. i think that's the big difference is like when you when you're playing a guy like russell wilson or aaron Rodgers or patrick mahomes one of those guys you know i don't care how good they've looked all season i'm still taking the better quarterback and unfortunately for them garoppolo may be really good but he's like he's just not there yet like you said so um, man, I'm taking these big time quarterbacks in these games every single time. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, and it's a mind game too. You get a quarterback that's really good on the other side, and you're like, "Am I really going to be able to compete?" You got to think from Jimmy G. I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough. And then you've got, you know, the team that put themselves in a position to win, and they have a rookie kicker go out there. I threw him on my fantasy team. I was pumped about it. He didn't do bad. Um, he was perfect through the night, and then they, you know, they had the chance and the opportunity to win, and he he hooked it very left, right? Like it wasn't even close. And so he took the heat on that. Um, I think gold is coming back. Is that how you say it? Gold? Yeah. Um, yes. He's coming back this next week, apparently. And I think this dude's bounced now. So um, how bad do you feel as a kicker or for the kicker that did his job and then he got into a pressure situation he's not used to? It's his debut. I don't feel as bad for him <laughs> as I did for Cody Parkey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Double okay, doing. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? That, that, yeah, that situation was a little tougher <laughs> in the playoffs. And, you know, it's like a – a little tougher for the for the bears but but yeah that's you know this guy gets his chance and you know if he would have let's say he'd have made it and that other guy comes back well then you know what there's other teams looking for kickers always right and that you know helping him out that's a lot. true that's so true I, I always feel bad for these guys when they're not my team you know what i mean like yeah. if that would have been i'm a cowboys fan if that would have been a cowboys kicker i would have been the first guy that was mad at him sure so there was a guy i'm sorry to this guy, if he ever listens to this podcast, <laughs> his name was Taylor Bur- Bertolette, and he was the kicker for a and I went to Texas A&M while I was there during the Johnny Manziel years. And we would that first 2012 year, he missed, I think, two field goals and two extra points against LSU. Ooh. We lost by like six. And then he did the same thing against Florida that same season. We would have been undefeated if it wasn't for the kicker. So Damn. every A&M fan just curses this guy's name forever, for eternity. Sure. And I, you know, I can't feel bad for him. I just can't wow. in my heart. But if it was some other team, <laughs> I'd be like, poor kid. Yeah, yeah, right. So sorry that that happened to that guy. But also, we were talking about the 49ers as one of the best teams. If he makes that kick, we're not even. We're still talking yeah, exactly. You know, that's how like close these games are in the NFL. Like, we're not even talking about Russell Wilson. We're not talking about right. if they're for real or not. We're just saying, oh yeah, they're definitely the most dominant team. They just beat the Seahawks in a in a tight game. Garoppolo got it done. He drove him down the field, and they got a field goal. Well, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people forget Russell Wilson threw an interception like in a crucial moment right. in the game, and we're just like, oh, no, he had a great game. He was completely fantastic. It wasn't just all you know, rainbows and sunshine. He didn't, he didn't like completely come through. Yeah, he just got extra chances. Exactly. He got yeah, another exactly. chance. Yeah. He capitalized. We see that happen in all the sports. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's taking advantage when you can, but, I mean, I don't know. I just – I don't think – Jimmy G did as bad as everybody's really talking about. Yes, he's shaky. Yes, he needs more experience and he's got more to come. But you know what I mean? He he still put his team in a good enough position oh, yeah. to win. Yeah. No, I just felt like uh, just for a few plays, because I really didn't watch it till towards the end of the game. And then when it went into overtime. Sure. And then in overtime, it just looked like he was real rushed and like kind of like a like a kid in a candy store like he didn't know what to choose and then like he was just like throwing the ball and a couple of the passes were like way bad like if he was trying out or something you know what i mean yeah so just think about how many times russell wilson's been that spot versus jimmy garoppolo oh yeah like a million times Mm -hmm. i mean and and he's been proven as one of those guys that just gets it done and like you said we just need to jimmy garoppolo just needs more reps in those moments Mm -hmm. did y'all see the joe tessitore going off on that kicker the, the announcer, the ESPN announcer. So it was a big thing. The uh. ESPN announcer is kind of getting flack. Joe Testatory, he, he's the host with uh, Booger McFarland on Monday night. Right. And he's getting a lot of flack for uh, his comments like after he missed the kick. So he was like, 
the the moment was just too big for this kid. Like he was giving him a lot of shit, and right. I and I kind of <laughs> felt bad for him then. But at the same time, like if you really listen to the clip, I didn't feel it was like bad that bad. So I don't know if y'all have listened to it, but he just blew things up. Yeah, you know, the media loves to do it, and and it wasn't that I'm not a Joe Tessitore fan. I'm not a fan of the whole Monday Night Crew. It's just not my <laughs> favorite. It's just weird. Yeah. At least we have Booger off the stupid cart on on the field. That thing's dumb. But at least we got him in the booth. But Still, I was like, man, this is an overblown situation. Like, there there were people calling for his job and stuff, criticizing a kicker that just missed the game-winning field goal. Yeah. I think that's pretty on base. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, I mean, I am still, like, I just can't get used to Booger being a name. <sighs> yeah. like, I don't care. I can hear it a million times. I can know that he's famous. He's been for a while. It's just never going to stick for me. No. It's gross. His, no. The Booger's never going to stick. Um, all right. You were talking about uh, Johnny Manziel being kind of in your college years. It was during your college years. Right. So tell Smack me dab. like what that felt like and what that era was. What was that like? Unbelievable. Uh, I tell people all the time, I'll never have more fun as a sports fan. It was electric at all moments around that, around the city, around the school. Every weekend, you just knew you were going to see something super special. Yeah. And something you've never seen before. All the hype from the national media was something that we just never got as a school for whatever reason. And all of a sudden, it was just thrust on us. Like, Drake was making songs about us. Yeah. And, and Johnny was <laughs> popping up with people left and right. And it was just incredible. And, and even first stretch there, his first year, um, my one of my best friends went to high school with Johnny. Yeah. And so I was kind of around it, you know, from the, not totally in it, but around it. And sure. Even from like a distance, you just felt like this kid is untouchable. And he really mm. was around the town. Like there was, I remember a story one time, um, he was, he was at a baseball game watching the game and he was under 21. Everyone knew he was under 21 yeah. in the whole freaking nation. And he's just sitting on the front row drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And nobody's going to say anything. No one's going to say anything. No. And so I turned to my buddy and I'm like, you know what? You know, what's the deal here? I mean, like, come on. <laughs> and I was like, I want to drink a beer right now, you know? And he's like, yeah, apparently um, A&M has, has had uh, discussions with the local college station police and they have like an agreement as long as he's like not getting in fights or, you know, wow. doing s something crazy on the at the bars or whatever. They're just not going to touch him. And it really felt like that. Imagine being the guy to serve it to him and yeah. being like the cops are kind of around and you're just like. No, 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 I can't, sir. No, it's fine. Believe me, they said we can. And it looks, it feels, it probably felt like a test. You know what I mean? Like, but he was like, such are you a, sure? He was such a rock star. Like, yeah, he was. People oh, yeah. wanted to be around. It was, it was unbelievable. Like, in you know, College Station, A&M is one of the biggest, I mean, we have 70,000 kids that go to that school, but it's still a small town. So to be all of a sudden have the most famous guy in the country yeah. in this small town that's a part of like your family, your like Aggie family, it was just it was unbelievable. I'll, I'll never forget it. It was it was truly the best time as a sports fan. Mm. Okay, so how do you guys think um, they feel now? Like, if you're one of the police officers or one of the people at the institution that felt, you know, that let him do that, they're thinking yeah. now, well, you know what? <laughs> did maybe we his, his addiction? Yeah, maybe his career would have gone <laughs> in a different direction if we wouldn't have said, "Oh yeah, here, drink a beer. You're yeah, 18. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. Okay. Yeah, no, don't even worry about it." <laughs> Did I, he did he actually go on campus? I had heard that he just did like a lot of online stuff. He never really actually was on campus. Well, the reason being is because that first game we played Florida and he you know, he had a really good game. We could sense something special was gonna happen. You know, Johnny sure. was went into that year wasn't gonna be the starter. He was on the scout team with Mike Evans, you know, the wow. Mike Evans. 
they were both on scout team, and then they kind of elevated. Johnny got the starting job, and then about a week after he was announced the starting job, he got arrested on Northgate, which is our bar district. Mm. So then they talked about not having the job. So there was already this like kind of legend building about Johnny Manziel. And so he gets the job, and he plays that first game, and you're like, wow, this is – Something special is brewing here. Sure. And and then it just kind of it popped off from there. It was it was crazy. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It's just yeah, that's insane. Well, I've I've heard just game going to a game at Texas A&M is insane already because yeah. um one of my wife's best friends husband was like a, oh my gosh was like, yeah that's kind of like anyways <laughs> um he used to be or maybe he still is a professor there and they kept telling us we need to you need to come up and see a game and that would have been kind of in that time That'd frame and yeah. that would have been sick to go to well go and he really game. built it we had like a 400 million dollar expansion to our stadium and, and it was like it's the house manzel built it really right. is i mean right. it was a huge football program always but uh after him it it just um everything changed it just got more glitzy and more, you know, media and more everything. Well, yeah. and now that the NCAA is lo- allowing people to um, start making money off their image and off of their name and all that stuff, he would have been the first one to get so much money from he, that. He was. He, yeah, oh, yeah? He was. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, worry. We fi- yeah, we kind of figured that, but, you know, oh, without yeah. a doubt, you know, he's – But he wanted the money immediately because as soon as he'd score a touchdown – he would start doing Somebody that. Somebody was paying him yeah, to do that, Yeah, he was like, too. every time he'd do that, they'd be like, oh, crap, we got to write him <laughs> another check. Crazy. And I remember him going to the uh, the NBA finals, and everyone was like, how does this dude just do what he wants? Well, he comes from big oil money. Yeah. So he, he's got family in Kerrville that is like big-time old oil money. So He's he, all old oil money, and he's all winking like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the alumni. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I paid for this. My, my daddy's money paid yeah. for this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so you actually live in Houston. You get to experience the Houston Rockets in all of its glory right now. Russ and uh, James Harden, what are the vibes like in Houston as soon as uh, Russ came over? It's, you know, it was just kind of like it was good to have a change. You know, we, we did like Chris Paul. I mean, we I have no complaints about Chris. Unfortunately, he can't stay healthy when we needed him, and that was unfortunate for us, and I think we would have won a lot more games late there probably won a championship in 17 if he would stay healthy. But so when Russ came in, it was just kind of a new blood feeling. It was, it was a new, um, a new pace that he brought to the game. Um, we were just totally a half court team that was really boring to watch. And now we are, are leading the league in pace now and we can get up and down the floor. So it's been fun. I, I do have a lot of concerns about our team, but I don't have a lot of concerns about them too as a pairing. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you go? Do you do you go to several games? Or? I try to. Yeah, I love going. I, I I'm a huge basketball fan, and I just I love being in the gym. And and I'm a really big fan of the other teams. You know, I I'm just like a, a basketball junkie. So oh, I, yeah. I, a lot of times I just go to you know go to a Mavs game and watch Luka Doncic, or, or you know go to a Bucks game and watch the Greek Freak. So I, I like to go pick oh, those yeah. games of, of the players that I really love. So yeah, I yeah. try to make it out all the time. That's actually where the Big Swing podcast was birthed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at a Rockets game. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, guys, Colin Kaepernick hosting a private workout. He invited all 32 teams. As a matter of fact, I think the NFL has helped hosting this. Um, he's doing it in Atlanta. 2016 was the last year he played, which actually seems a lot longer uh, than it actually was, but it, it, it was quite a, quite a few years now. Um, what do you think about this, and does he land a team now that they're kind of opening the door and almost inviting teams to pick him up? 
I think it's interesting. I mean, if they're, it's almost like uh, the NBA, I mean, the NFL is promoting it, but you know what I mean? So I think there's plenty of teams that need somebody, a good backup or something. So I think, you know, there's a better chance than there has been the last three years, I guess. Yeah. I think regardless of your political leaning on this whole thing, we're three years plus past this thing. So like, regardless of how you feel about him, I think that it's time everyone moves on and, and including these NFL teams. And it makes you wonder if some of these NFL teams are looking at players like Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson and saying like, mm-hmm. man, this could be interesting to have him as a backup. Sure. In case one of these guys goes down, we can, you know, kind of run the same or similar offenses. So um, yeah, it's interesting. I think that, you know, he's definitely a backup quarterback. I mean, I don't, I think that he was towards the end of that run. He was, he wasn't good enough to That's be a about starter. Where he was, yeah, yeah. It's about where he was. And, and, I understand teams at that moment, you know, not wanting to bring him in and have your second or third string quarterback have that much media attention. It just makes business sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that um, he has a real chance. I really do think he has a real chance to, to, to land a spot on a team. And at, yeah. at one time I was like totally against him, you know, whatever. But now I kind of want to see him try to get out there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it's it's now it's just kind of like. Man, this is—it's almost depressing where yeah. this this story's gone, and it'd be fun to have a redemptive story with him. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I look at it from the standpoint of if you pick him up, you're going to sell a lot of jerseys because there's a lot of people behind him. You know what I mean? Even Nike still sponsors him. I don't think he's hurting for money. I don't think that's the thing. I think his big passion, what he's worked hard for his whole life, guy kind of got stripped from him from his beliefs. You know. Um, and then I look at it from you guys talking about he's a backup quarterback. We see RG three. You know, doing things in the backfield for the Ravens, I think that you can look at that and say, you know, he can be an asset even when he just kind of just sprinkles into the offense every yeah. now and again. How cool was that, by the way? Just I thought that was pretty note. cool. You had you had RG3, Mark Ingram, and Lamar Jackson in the backfield, all three Heismans. Yeah, That's that was cool. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, all right, so Adam Wainwright signs a one-year deal with the Cardinals. He's played there for 14 seasons, third most seasons for one team pitched in franchise history. I mean, another like crazy stat they throw out there that's almost irrelevant, right? He's third in the franchise for pitching. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> there's, a, there's always a stat um, for everything. Jesse Haynes was is number one with 18 years. Uh, Bob Gibson, a more notable name, uh, 17 years. But um, Adam Wainwright going back for one more year with the Cardinals. What do you think about his body of work? I think that anytime you can have these guys that stick with one team is super cool to me because we're just not going to see that anymore. You think about, I'm just using basketball as an example, like the Duncans, the Kobe's, those players aren't going to exist. Like Steph Curry is the most tenured player for one team in the NBA right now. That's insane. And so you just don't really see that anymore. And for a guy like that, I can't even use the same deodorant brand for six months. (laughs) I don't know how you stick with one team for 15 years. It's amazing to me. So um, that guy is, is, you know, not only has he lasted for 15 years, but he stayed healthy pretty, yeah. uh, you know, pretty much that whole time. So it's a testament to his, his work or his ability. Oh yeah. I'm sure he's averaged. I'm not, you know, I haven't seen stats, but I'm sure he's averaged 14 to 15 wins a season too. 100%. So I mean, he's, he's been, good he's been yeah. solid. So you see him in the playoffs and you're like, dang, we got to face that guy again. It's like, is he ever going to retire? But yeah, no, that's definitely, that's definitely good for the, for the franchise. Yeah. And I think the Cardinals are a team that you always kind of see in the playoffs and you're like, that's dangerous. And Yadier Molina has been a part of that too. He's been there a long time. 
I don't know. Those two guys uh, together on the Cardinals, they almost just are the face. And I don't know what it's going to be like when Yadier leaves and with Wainwright leaving. That's going to be insane. It's a great point about the Cardinals in the playoffs because it's like it's been that way forever since I can ever remember watching yeah. baseball. Like I remember, you know, watching like the 05 um, World Series run from the Astros and the year previous, like just pool holes, uh, Jim Edmonds, all those guys, it was just like they were Astro killers all the time. Mm. I mean, they like ended Brad Lidge's career. I mean, he closed against uh, uh, pool holes the last game of the season, hit it like 500 feet off him. <laughs> Brad Lidge's career was over after Dang. that. And it's like it's they've always been this Astro killer and playoff killer. And, um, yeah, it's two guys that have really been the face of that franchise that it's going to be weird to see them go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we actually touched on this guy, um, Steph Curry, right? So Steph Curry, I don't know if you guys caught wind of the whole MJ thing. Did you get that, Cooper? Yeah. Um, so basically what happened, for those of you listening, was MJ said in an interview that Steph Curry is not yet a Hall of Famer. Um, he has three championships. He has a unanimous, the only unanimous um, MVP award and still not M- or, uh, Hall of Fame worthy. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this, but before that, uh, basically what he said was he wants to send um, MJ some curries uh, because he was hating, and he's got a list of people he'd <laughs> like to send shoes to that hated on him um, back in the day or now or whatever. What do you guys think about MJ saying he's not a Hall of Famer? Well, I think now that social media has gotten so big that I kind of feel like like MJ maybe wants to be um, you know, he's never really been in the spotlight of that kind of stuff. You know, what I mean, he's when he was playing, he was just always like put his head down and just do his job and whatever. I mean, sure, he was kind of flashy and he was kind of a jerk to the other players, but social media wasn't big then. Now I feel like nobody really talks about him except for, oh, yeah, he's the greatest. But that's about it. It kind of goes. So he doesn't I don't know if he, he wants like, to get more media. Yeah, attention. I think I think he hmm. wants to be more relevant, you know compared more hot to, takes yeah something like that <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm guessing i mean I he's know. got he's got the meme of the century yes. if you guys know the crying meme so crying jordan's the yeah, best he's always on everything so yeah. or the he's ceiling still is the roof yeah he's literally relevant for negative things in the media oh and by the way he has an 80 million dollar yacht that we just uh yeah, posted that was, up that was super cool <laughs> yeah it's insane so it's blasphemy i mean it's so stupid i mean it's not even close Let's think about Michael Jordan's ability to evaluate talent, and let's look at the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> I don't think it's very good. Right, so right. let's let's say that Jordan is off base here. Steph Curry is a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. He is one of the probably the top 15 players of all time. He's absolutely changed the game in, in every way. The way we watch basketball is totally different the day Steph Curry got in the league. This is true. And every kid after him and every kid that will come in the league from then on out He's going to be shooting 30-foot threes. They're, every kid after Steph Curry is probably going to break all of his records, three-point shooting. It's changed the game forever, and yeah. he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. The ultimate green light. Nobody's ever had it like him. He's got that ultimate green light. And he, I, to me, I'd compare him, his uh, ability to change the game to like Allen Iverson. He made it cool. He made it urban. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry made it cool to almost be, you know, um, straight-laced and yeah. take deep threes. And you felt like you could be him as a kid. You know, like kids that yeah. were growing up, like he's he doesn't look like Shaq. He doesn't look like LeBron. Like 
you not felt like dunk that, it all over that maybe is attainable for a kid, you yeah. know? So that's why he sells so much shoes and he's so popular. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And then, um, he even made it popular to warm up, you know what I mean? Just as the, the yep, drills he does and all that stuff. People go to games probably an hour early just to go see what he does before the game and hit the, yes. hit the tunnel, yeah, the tunnel three. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah. Steph, I mean, Steph Curry has been one of those players for me as a Rockets fan. that's like just been our nemesis. Like, like we were talking about with the Cardinals. You know, we we have been defined at like the last five years by the Warriors. We lose to him every year in the playoffs. And uh, this past year when we were kind of bounced, I knew we didn't have a chance to win. And you really got to like appreciate it without having skin in the game. And sure. man, I, yeah, I just love that guy. I love the way he plays. I love the way he changes the game. And uh, man, he's going to be legendary like a Jordan, like a, you know, oh, a yeah. team, like those guys he's that talking about the game. him from now on. Yeah, man. yeah. Cooper, you love basketball, we can tell. You have a real passion for it. I hate it. You have uh, a real running joke going on Twitter, right? Yeah, this is on Twitter. This isn't fair. This is on Instagram, and this is <laughs> oh, Instagram. total BS. Yeah, so they are saying that you are just not – you don't know anything about basketball. Somebody actually – can you kind of tell us the story on that? Yeah, so um, I actually came out with – Ross and I talked about who we thought was going to be the – you know, would finish top in the league in both the West and the East. And then I ended up just making an entire list, one through eight, who would be the playoff contenders in the in the West and the East. Mm. So I posted it. You know, you never know with these things. You you kind of try to go on a limb and, and guess these things, and it's pretty impossible. But a week into the season, like, I was a little bit off on this. And, you know, I got two comments, like, Cooper doesn't know anything about basketball. <laughs> and, of course, my friends back home get wind of it. Well, first of all, my co-host, Ross, shout out to Ross, screw you. <laughs> he 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 posts it and really puts flames on it and he starts agreeing with everyone saying that yeah cooper doesn't know anything about basketball <laughs> so then all my friends see it, and i got two or three of my friends commenting on it and be like yeah cooper doesn't know anything when it comes to basketball he's just not not there he doesn't know what he's talking about and so uh now i really think the people that originally commented believe that so yeah we'll, we'll just keep it going <laughs> they're yeah. helping they're yeah, i can only the fire. i can only go up from here i guess yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, so um, you know what? We'll just talk about what's going on in this. First off, before we even get to what's going on in the studio with the with the drink selection, um, Cooper, the food selection that you had is very interesting. I think, Ruben, um, you might close your ears for this one. Before coming here, um, he actually made a trip down to Carlsbad, New Mexico, <laughs> a work trip, and I asked him, like, hey, where'd you go eat? And he went to Arby's. Ruben, what do you think about, what do you think about his choice of Arby's? It's interesting when you come from Houston, I guess, I guess if it was me and I was going the other way, like if I lived in the big city going to a small, you know, maybe I would, you know, find out from some other people, you know, what the go-to places yeah, yeah. are to go to and stuff. But I mean, if that's your place, I mean, who am I to judge? <laughs> it was a quick decision. You know, we had yeah. the podcast. I was trying to get some food in me before, before we started. Yeah. I like Arby's, you know, and mm. I don't know why I know I'm, I'm probably one of the minorities. I don't know how Arby's <laughs> is still open. No one likes I don't know Arby's. It's like, no one likes Arby's. No, no. I feel like they everyone have like secret society meetings in the kitchen or something. Uh, I'm involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. We, it's the Arb Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. No, Arby's is good. I mean, a, a classic roast beef is just tough to beat. And okay. uh, sometimes I have the craving for it. You know, I, I know you guys probably have good Mexican food here. I can get that anytime back home. Sure. I mean, we're, we're known for that too. So 
Um, just just looking for something quick. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get the Twitter trolls on me. Had here. to poke some fun at that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, and really, do, in in your defense, we don't have a lot of sandwich places. I mean, there's no, Arby's, no. Subway, you know, a couple of uh, McAllisters. Sure, but there's no like Jimmy John's and yeah, what were the other ones? for that right yeah, now. Yeah, um, Jersey Mike's. You know, we don't have a lot of the. It's all Starbucks popped up though. That's yeah, big time. It's, it's, it's yeah, it big for us. That's bath. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, all right, so drink preferences. Um, right now, Cooper, you've never tried the Crown Peach. No. What do you think about it? I'm giving it a, at least a B plus. Okay, I'm in cool. on it. Yeah, it won't That's be good. the last time I try it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about uh, y'all? Are y'all big on this Peach Crown? Um, I kind of am newly introduced to it as well. Um, we have a couple of bottles because they're like limited edition, so they don't like – it's seasonal. So we thought, oh, we're going to get it. We're going to try it. And I like it. I just – I feel like you have to ration it. You know what I mean? So it kind of becomes more of like a guest thing. Yeah, yeah one of our, our sponsors, um, Albertsons, yeah. they posted a picture of like a pallet of it. So there was probably – I don't know how many come in a pallet. Let's say – 300 bottles and the the manager posted a picture of it so i thought you oh that's 300 cool. bottles oh i'm sure because okay. it was about this big by this big you know the bottles are only this big anyway <laughs> listeners love hearing that we'll, we'll find a great out podcast yeah so i thought i thought <laughs> you know what i gotta get a bottle it was like nine o'clock at night that i saw it and i thought i'm gonna set my alarm i'm gonna go in the morning i'm gonna get one so i went over there and they didn't have any left so wow. i talked to the manager and he's like you know what in seven hours they were all gone that's i mean crazy. it was that quick and yep. the word got spread so we were talking, remember, we were talking, and then some guy goes, hey, go to the Al- Al- Alsips. There's some at Alsips, and I bought, like, four bottles, so that's the first yeah, time I ever tried it. that's how we had to it. do it. So have y'all ever heard of Four Locos? Yes. Okay, so when we were in college one time, it was actually Peach also. So This was it, back when they were dangerous. Yeah, th- this was the transition period. Okay. There was, like, half halfway between college, they, they got a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Still dangerous regardless, but yeah. – they got better. But anyways, they had a peach release. And I remember me and my friends going to the convenience store and getting them. We were like, this is the best flavor. We got to get a bunch of them. And so we asked the gas station guy, similar to you, and was like, hey, you know, you're going to have these, a bunch of these uh, coming in. And he said, no, this is limited release. These are the last ones we're getting. So we bought like wow. five or six pallets. We had probably a hundred of these things. Oh, my gosh. And just to like save and, you know, you know, ration over time. And then turns out, I mean, that you can go right now and get a peach four loco. <laughs> they, they have them everywhere. It wasn't a limited release. This guy was a terrific salesperson. Oh man, he killed it. And you, and you still have like ninety bottles yeah. left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, those were probably killed in, a, in two weeks. Oh man, that's funny. Um, all right, so next thing on the list on the agenda, Disney Plus just launched. Um, this is something that's actually really huge for me. To be honest with you, I looked at it. I heard about it. Um, kind of looked into it as well for the last couple months. Um, and I just thought Disney shows, that's all they're going to bring. What is that going to do? It actually includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and weirdly enough to me, National Geographic, which I thought was kind of a little more random. Um, but I've, I have people that I see on Snapchat and all this that they have it and they're like, it's the coolest thing ever. They've got throwbacks. They've got Boy Meets World. It's very nostalgic. Got, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It is. Um, so what do you guys think about Disney Plus and how well it will do over the holidays? Are you not, uh, not a big National Geographic guy? I'm okay with it. It's just a weird mix in this. No, I hear you. Yeah, I didn't even know <laughs> Disney owned them. I mean, I, yeah, I first either. of all, like, this may come with some debate as well. I'm just not a superhero guy. I'm okay. not a Marvel guy. I'm, I'm not a fan of Star Wars. Wow. I'm just not. And, and so – you know, those are probably the big selling points for people, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of off because I'm not in them. I think that 
so my wife is like, you know, big time nostalgic for all the Disney Channel movies. Sure. And so I think that she's probably going to guilt me into them just for the Disney Channel movies. Like the, I think that there's like a full lineup of them. I mean, it's like all the old Disney yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I guess it's like from what we understand, seventy bucks for a whole year. So it's not a bad deal. It's not. It's it's a good introductory price, but it's like a plug right now. It's like they're sponsoring us, but um, sponsored by was, Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe they'll give us a year <laughs> subscription. Disclaimer. Yeah. Um, but no, I just I saw those and then the throwbacks for me. Boy Meets World, Smart Guy. Um, dang, I forget the rest of them, but there's yeah. a lot of them that were really cool on there. And I thought, what the heck, Ruben, do you have any skin in the game on this? You know, I like Disney. I mean, I like the movies like, you know, Jungle Book, Lion King, you know, oh, all those. Nice. You're Johnny Tsunami guy. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Tsunami. Johnny yeah. Tsunami yeah. guy. All the, all those kind of shows. But I really didn't get into the Boy Meets World and all that stuff. Me I neither. guess, I, you know. What? No. Nope. That, that, and then like, I'm, really. I'm kind of like you, um. I'm not a Star Wars guy. No. I, I like Marvel. Some, you know, some, but I'm not as big as some people. Just go crazy with, with all that. But yeah, I'm not a Star Wars. I'm at not all. against it. I'm just for whatever reason, I've never had any interest in it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But well, for those of you guys listening in, uh, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter what you think about Star Wars. Are you a huge Star Wars fan? Are we way off on this? Because I'm also not a Star Wars fan. I've never actually seen a full movie. I've never seen <laughs> one movie. <laughs> yeah. But um, I know that it's. A classic i know that people love it so there's something behind it of course there's you know there's obviously there's some uh reason that it's somebody's drinking the kool-aid that's what i thought about like for me it was harry potter it was like what the heck is this and then i finally kind of started watching it and i was like this is great yeah yeah it's really i'm not like a big fantasy movie guy but it's weird i like movies like um alice in wonderland okay that just gets me for some reason i like that movie um harry potter's good but yeah, I never really got into like the the fantasy stuff. I Did just... you get Game of Thrones? No Game of Thrones. Okay, so I was late on it. I never watched it. And about when we started the podcast, it was during the last season of the show. And Ross sure. is a huge uh, Game of Thrones fan, so he you know he wanted to talk about it. So I was like, I got to get into. It. I got to start watching it. So my wife had never watched it either. So we started binging it. We got through about two seasons, and, and it's really great, but it's just a tough binge. It's a lot. It's a lot to yeah. do, and it's just like, I don't know that I can ever commit fully to it now. Now that it's over, I would have probably loved it while it was going on, mm. but now that it's over, man, it's just too much. Okay. See, and I'm, and I'm, no, I never have seen, not, well, I saw the first episode. My sister yeah. and my brother-in-law were like, oh, yeah, you got to check this out. <laughs> they were talking about it. <laughs> They're one time. watching it with you. And it's so a weird we, episode to watch it with is. other people. I don't know if all of them are like that, but the first one I was like, if it would have just been, you know, me and my wife, that had been okay. But, yeah, with the with my sister and my brother-in-law, I was like, this is a little bit yeah. kind of uncomfortable. The first season so, is, is tough. I mean, like the, the first episode, like, it opens up with some some stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. You got to you got to be in for the long it haul. It scars you up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not easy to watch. It's not like yeah. you're watching reruns of The Office or something. You yeah. Know? Well, um, so my backstory on Game of Thrones is that we do a trivia night like every other Thursday um, at a local spot here called Lucky Bull. And um, so I had to get 45 questions ready. So I, I made the questions without ever watching the show. And I mean, I got hounded, man. Like, 
what you're talking about the but i was talking about the budget i was talking about how many hours people spent oh they wanted makeup. like content like yeah. show content oh yeah. yeah i mean i i was off i i admitted i looked back at it and i was like that's the stupidest that's thing that's on you so then i was like you guys i'll bring it back i'll do another one so i went through the whole i watched the whole thing man and I, and the next one was much better and they were like oh yeah that's better but I think I lost a few people along the way. Tri- trivia nights are fun. Yeah. Trivia is just good. So we had um, me and all my friends are huge office fans. Oh, yeah. We're the we're the biggest office fan. You're going to have to take my office quiz. Oh, man. What I, you think? I would love to. So I we had a, an office trivia party um, a few months back and I got into we did like a random with one teammate and it was just like picked at random. Sure. And there happened to be a girl there that I had never met in my life and. I just got randomly selected with her. This girl was a machine, man. <laughs> she was unbelievable. And I, I felt like I was going to be in a position to win this thing. I mean, all my friends knew a lot, too, but I felt like I was going to be in the mix. Man, she took it over the yeah. over the level. We won, and I, I give all the credit to her. I, I'm going to defer her. But, yeah, trivia nights are fun. I'd love to take your office quiz. Yeah, it, yeah. it just blows my mind how, how much detail people pay attention to. Like, I would put something about, you know, episode five – um, you know, four minutes in, I wouldn't just type that in. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. what happened at this time? But I could literally say, like, what did the sign say when so and so walked through the door on this, yeah. you know, this episode? And people would be like, oh, it's this easy. So you know, do you know the crazy. like? Do you know the episode names and stuff? I don't. Know. I don't know that. That gets me when someone's like, you know, the dinner party episode. I, everyone knows that episode. But yeah, for example, and like, I just I don't know the episodes or like I. I won't know if it's in this first season or the third. Oh yeah, they all mix together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. know how people do that. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You were talking about trivia night. Is that just a thing that you do with friends, or you go to a place like a place? We over just there did it with friends. Um, oh, okay. We so my buddies did a trivia night like at a bar like you're talking about. It was the office, and I couldn't make it. And they said they just got like slammed. Like it uh, was, it was impossible. Like it's it was so hard to beat so, people. Sometimes. They had it was like what is uh, Meredith's birthday, and we were like. Oh, yeah, God. see, that's that was my first trivia of Game of Thrones, and people were throwing yeah. stuff at me. So it was like, <laughs> so they left that, and we're like, okay, we got to do our own, so we, we can like, so one of our uh, one of my friend's wife, she's also a huge Office fan. She's like, okay, I won't play. I'll do the questions, and she killed it. She she that's had great cool. questions, but it was like Jeopardy style. Oh, okay, yeah. So you got to like pick categories yeah, and then go like from there. Categories, like I don't remember the categories, but um, it was like uh, Toby insults for one hundred. Oh, something. that's yeah. cool. I like that. Cool. See, yeah. I think we have to do that. We need to go to Houston, go to a Rockets yeah. game, go to a trivia night, sure. and be yeah. like everything to to do just get to the help all Houston sports. Experience. Yeah, and then that way we at least it'd be like a business trip. You You're know welcome. I mean? Not just going. <laughs> yeah. So I guess Alex Trebek is on his way out. Is he? Yeah, I'd that's seen that it's time. it's Jeopardy final. I don't know if this is true or not. Um, wow, that's really going to affect this seventy year olds and up. It's going to be big <laughs> for them. Or maybe he went to a higher bid, or maybe he's going to go take over Wheel of Fortune or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. That'd that's be funny. Tough. So um, I I was curious. So I was thinking I was doing some research when we were talking about the Disney Plus and about Marvel. I'd bring it back to Marvel. I saw that I think they got bought in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. It was like for like four point four billion. Disney bought them, and they bought the whole franchise. And you, that was before the streaming thing happened. And so it's like, I wonder if they had the foresight that, hey, this streaming thing's really going to kick off. If we have like original content we can create from the Marvel Universe, yeah, we can do that on our own platform or they just got lucky. But like that $4.4 4 that seems like a lot of money. But over the course of 
you know, 30 years of them streaming on their own platform, they're going to make that 10 times over. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then I, I think also you have to take into consideration the Avengers series was just yeah. hot as heck. So they were like, of course, we're going to well, you, there's just you can spin off to you can have 12 shows on 12 different characters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's so much original content you can put on your own platform now. So like. I get, if they didn't have the Marvel stuff, I don't think it would be worth for them to have a streaming service at all. I right. think that's going to be the horse for them. Yeah, I mean, I think they have X-Men, um, and I don't know. Is that Marvel, too? That is Marvel. You're is it not? asking the wrong guy. Uh, I think it is. And um, so I'd seen that they had done, like, the throwback throwback of X-Men, and um, that was on there. You know, the cartoon version that's, like, drawn out and not, like, animated like we see nowadays. They had gargoyles. There's there's a few things on there, but I think that's pretty cool. So is DC just gone? Like, are they just getting blown over right oh, yeah. now? They're getting oh, okay. killed. They're All getting right. destroyed. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, I think the last Batman, um, I can't even remember what the last Batman was. It was okay. Is Spider-Man but, Marvel? Yeah, Sp- no, Spider-Man no, Spider-Man's like Marvel. Is it Marvel? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Because like, he's like with you. the Avengers. I'm he's with the Avengers on the movies. So, yeah, I guess he's Marvel. Yeah, he's oh, Marvel. okay. I know we, we all sound like we have no idea what's going on. I don't sound like it. I don't have <laughs> You just idea. don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But all right. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And uh, hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you have any other questions, we can ask Cooper if, he, if we miss anything. You guys want to know from him as well. Uh, we can get to him pretty easily. So, yeah. And you can check him out on the Big Swing podcast, available anywhere podcasts are played. Yeah, go uh, check us out. We're on iTunes, Spotify, all the places. We uh, post episodes every Wednesday, and we have you know athletes on. We have like a, a decorated war veteran coming on. We have a reality TV star. So it's just we're trying to get nice. everyone on. So yeah, go check us out at Big Swing Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Very cool. Any last nice. words, Ruben? No, I, I, this was great. I had a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to going to Houston. Yeah, thanks for check having me out. on, guys. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Hoorah!